This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. Challenge you on, on one of the statements that you made in the tail end of the campaign uh, in, in the midterms. That here, this, here we go. That, well, if Let's you don't go. mind, Let's Mr. President, Come on. that this caravan was an invasion. As you know, no, I, Mr. President, I consider it to be an invasion. As you know, Mr. President, the caravan was not an invasion. It's a, it's a, a group of migrants moving up from Central America towards the border with the U.S. Thank you for telling and me that. Uh, why, why, did you, why did you characterize it as such? Uh, because and, I consider it an invasion. You and I have a difference of opinion. But do you think that you demonized immigrants not in this election no, to try I to want keep... Them, I want them to come into the country, but they have to come in legally. You know, they have to come in, Jim, through a process. I want it to be a process. And I want people to come in, and we need right. the people. You your, know, campaign, wait, your campaign... Wait, wait. You know why we need the people, don't you? Because we have hundreds of companies moving in. We need the people. Right. But your campaign had an ad showing migrants climbing over walls and well, so on. Well, that's true. It poured, it, but they it, weren't it, actors. They're not going to be doing they that. They weren't actors. Well, no, it's true. Do you think they were actors? They weren't actors. They didn't come from Hollywood. Right. These, were, these were people. This was an actual, you know, it happened a few days ago. And, uh, They're hundreds of miles away, though. They're hundreds and hundreds of miles away. All right, away. well, there you have it. That's CNN's Jim Acosta. We're going to talk about that exchange, the latest developments on that court case. Welcome to Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. I am your host, Walker Wildman. You can, you can uh, catch the podcast at our website, AFR.net, AFR.net. Catch the podcast there, Exposing Washington podcast page at our AFR.net, our website. We're also on YouTube. If you want to watch the Exposing Washington show on YouTube, just type in Exposing Washington on YouTube. You may have to type in Exposing Washington Walker Wildman, which is my name, to get the, the results to come to the top of the page. Also, we're on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Walker Wildman on Facebook. So a lot of ways to keep up with the show. Glad you're here with me today. I wanted to play that clip from last week, from the show last week, just to refresh our memory as to why CNN has sued the White House, why Jim Acosta is complaining about having his press credentials removed. On the show last week, and for those of you who don't know, this show airs on Saturday afternoons, and surprise, surprise, I don't come in to work on Saturday afternoons. I'm usually enjoying my weekend, which that means the show is often pre-recorded on Thursday or Friday, sometimes Wednesday of the week before the show airs. And so a lot of times I report on news on the show and, and further developments happen over the weekend before the show airs. And that's exactly what happened this past week because on Wednesday of this past week, on, on November 7th, I pre-recorded the show, and this was during the whole CNN Jim Acosta fiasco at the White House, and I said multiple times, the White House needs to pull Jim Acosta's press pass. 
Well, what did they do 30 minutes later after I got done pre-recording the show? They pulled Jim Acosta's press pass. And so, if you listen to my show on Saturday, I was on and on and on about why the White House needs to pull Jim Acosta's uh, access to the White House. And it turns out they did exactly that. But we've had some developments over the past week, and that is that CNN, soon after the White House barred Jim Acosta from coming in, CNN sued the White House, claiming that Jim Acosta and journalists in general have a constitutional right, and I'm not kidding here, this is not, this is not a joke, this isn't satire, although it sounds like it. CNN sued the White House, claiming that Jim Acosta had a constitutional right to access the White House grounds. I know it's laughable. We're going to play clip one here. This is a Fox News report on the CNN lawsuit and kind of the details behind it. Clip one, let's listen. All right, we are just now getting some breaking news on the ruling on that CNN lawsuit against what against uh, White House reporter Jim Acosta from CNN. The White House revoked his press pass, you'll remember, and a judge is ruling in favor of Jim Acosta and CNN. Um, and they, the judge there is saying that the fact that CNN has other pass holders does not make the harm to Acosta any less irreparable. Uh, the judge... Um, the judge is saying that the whole thing about Acosta placing the hands on the intern was of questionable accuracy. Uh, the judge also went on to criticize uh, the government's defense of its procedures in revoking Acosta's press pass. I'm looking down because this is just coming All in. All right, well, we're uh, laying that there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the the facts behind this, and I'm gonna give you the truth and what the Constitution says about this which is nothing, the Constitution does not cover White House press passes to the White House. But what happened here is the White House told Jim Acosta, a CNN reporter who is rude and many other things, they told him that we're removing your press pass because of how you acted this past week and you're not welcome back on White House property. Well, CNN sued the White House. Well, the judge in this case issued what I would argue is an unconstitutional ruling which forces the White House to allow Jim Acosta on their premises. Moving on here, reading directly from the news story, this is out of Fox, this is out of CNBC, cnbc.com. I'll post this link at the podcast page at AFR.net. Reading on here, CNN's lawsuit announced Tuesday argues that, that Jim Acosta's constitutional rights had been violated by Trump and five other members of his administration, as well as by the U.S. Secret Service. Reading on here, skimming down to the bottom, CNN argued in court that the White House infringed on Jim Acosta's free press and due process rights. Under the First and Fifth Amendments to the United States Constitution. Doesn't this sound so great, so novel? Lastly here, Kelly, the judge, with the last name of Kelly, a U.S. District Court judge in, 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 in Washington, D.C. The judge granted CNN's request for a temporary restraining order 
ruling that the White House had violated Acosta's due process. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Not to mention, this is a judge that President Trump nominated to the seat. This is a President Trump nominated judge, and he is claiming, the judge is claiming, that reporters have a constitutional right to be on White House property. This is the most absurd, wacky, idiotic ruling I've seen in a long time. What, what the judge is saying here is that the president, his administration, the Secret Service, they can't control who comes on White House grounds and who doesn't. And if you take this judge's ruling to the farthest extent, then the White House must allow anyone and everyone who wants in the White House property, on the White House property, they must allow everyone on White House property. Do you know how much of a security threat that would be? Everyone's welcome, kind of like our country with no borders. Everyone's welcome. But that's what this judge is saying here in Washington, D.C. Absolutely absurd. So here's the facts, as I mentioned. The reality is that the president has the authority to permit certain individuals from entering the White House. That's a basic authority given to the president of the United States. This is his home after all. Now, granted, it is the people's house. I, I get that. But President Trump is dwelling in it. And he has a say who comes on White House grounds. Moving on here. These are, these are more facts. There is no constitutional right for the press to have access to the White House grounds. That's a fact. It is only based on longstanding tradition and White House rules that the press maintain certain access to the White House. This is purely tradition and White House rules that are subject to change at any moment. It is not codified in federal law that journalists have a constitutional right to access the White House. That is nowhere to be found. And you can't pull out the free press clause of the First Amendment because President Trump is not restricting the press and their speech. He's simply telling them if you want to report falsely and, and perpetuate fake news, you can do that, just not on White House grounds. You can go right outside on Pennsylvania Avenue and push out all the fake news you want, but you're not coming in the White House to act a fool. The president has that full authority. Moving on here, we're not going to stay on this topic too much longer, but the, my, my conclusion here is that the, the president, the White House, must they must immediately appeal this ruling to the Supreme Court. They must immediately appeal this to the Supreme Court because this sets a dangerous precedent. 
the fact that a judge has intervened and stripped the authority from the White House to prevent who comes on their property. This could get very, very dangerous. According to this judge's logic, if Secret Service finds out that a member of the press has been convicted of a crime or is suspected of committing a crime, a murder, whatever, according to this judge, the reporter has a constitutional right to have access to the White House. A constitutional right to have access to the White House. You see where that judge's logic could end very badly for the White House. So White House must appeal this, and I think they will win at the Supreme Court should they appeal it. I think, in my opinion, they must appeal it to the Supreme Court. Changing subjects here, I want to talk about border wall funding or the lack thereof. The reality is that President Trump has received little, if any, wall funding. Despite what the Republicans say, they can say, well, we funded some of President Trump's border wall. Well, you have a little bit, but not much at all. The White House has received a couple billion dollars for the border wall, but President Trump has requested over $25 billion for the border security wall. And I want the American people, I want you, the listeners of American Family Radio, to be informed on how Washington works and what's going on here behind the scenes. And for that reason, listen to this. This is Representative from Louisiana, Steve Scalise, talking about border wall funding and the process that's been taking place. Clip two, let's listen. Well, I agree with Kellyanne that more needs to be done. You know, we've been working with President Trump to secure the border. More needs to be done there. You can see it with the caravan. There are serious threats to our national security that need to be addressed. And there are big loopholes that need to be closed, too. And some of them she talked about, this, this lottery that makes absolutely no sense, where thousands of people are let in, literally where their names are plucked out of a hat. It should be mm-hmm. a merit-based system. That's what President Trump wants. That's what I'd sure like to see us do. We've got a few weeks left to try to get this done. And what leverage do you have to get it done? I mean, you guys can pass out of the House. It's a lame duck session. You have the majority in the Senate. So what is going on behind the scenes? Anything? There are a lot of negotiations that are going on, and we've been working with the White House and the Senate uh, trying to get some kind of agreement that addresses what President Trump wants to see in terms of both funding for the border wall uh, as well as closing so many of these loopholes. And so we're going to keep working. Hopefully we get an agreement, and and we need one to get our nation secured uh, much stronger than it is today. All right, well, here's what's important, and I'm I'm not picking out, I'm not picking on Representative Steve Scalise, if you will. I'm not calling him out, but I'm using this clip as an example of what you hear coming from Washington, D.C., and that is the Republicans go on television and they act as if border wall funding is on its way. It's coming. We're going to get it. We just got to keep fighting. We're going to get it. When the reality is They've been saying the same thing for two years. For two years, they've been going on television, going in front of press conferences, and they continue saying, we're working on border wall funding. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're working that way. Just bear with us. We're going to get it. And at some point, 
they're going to have to fess up and say, we're not going to build President Trump's wall. I'm sorry. We're not going to do it. That's the cold, hard truth. If Republicans continue acting the way they're acting and they continue caving to Democratic demands, we're not getting 25 or 30 billion in border wall funding. It's just not going to happen. That's the truth. And so I would appreciate it if the Republicans in Washington would stop lying to us. Stop going on camera and saying, we're going to get the border wall funding. Yeah, we're working on it. No, you're not. Because every time the budget is due, the Democrats get everything they want and Republicans get nothing. This is how it works, my friends. This is how it works. And you want to know why this is, it works this way? Because the Republican leadership fails to fight. They fail to fight for what they believe in. They say it on TV, but then when, 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 when reality comes, when game time comes, if you will, they don't show up. They don't fight. And so I'm, I'm fed up with the whole talking point, we're going to get the wall. We're going to get the wall. No, you're not, because the Democrats control one chamber of co- Congress now. You're not going to get the wall. So you need to fess up and just say it. Say we're not going to get the wall. Or you can actually fight the Democrats, shut down the government, and you might get the wall. But if you're going to continue business as usual, which is folding like a cheap suit before the Democrats, then stop telling me that we're going to get the wall because we're not going to get the border wall funding. And this ties directly in to a story this week where there was, within the Republican conference, next year there's going to be what's called a minority leader. Well, there was a race this week, a vote, if you will, amongst Republicans in the House of Representatives to choose who's going to be their party's leader. And the race was between Kevin McCarthy, Representative Kevin McCarthy of California, and Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. Jim Jordan is a conservative, which I like. He's a member of the House Freedom Caucus. Well, the Republican conference voted overwhelmingly to, to, to vote Kevin McCarthy into the minority leader position over Representative Jim Jordan. And that, that signals what the problem, that signifies what the problem is with the Republicans in Washington. And that is, the majority of the Republican conference, they continue choosing inept leadership. They continue choosing people who compromise, 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 and they never fight for what they believe in or what they claim to believe in. And so I think one of the hard truths that we're going to have to grapple with here as conservatives is that even the majority of the Republican conference, they're not genuine conservatives. They're conservatives on the campaign trail, and then when they get to Washington, it's business as usual. And so the only fix to that, if you will, is that conservatives must continue sending good 
lawmakers to Washington who will actually stand and fight for their principles. The last subject I want to talk about is the fact that this past week, Attorney General Jeff Sessions resigned as Attorney General. His chief of staff by the name of Matthew Whitaker will take over, has taken over, as the acting Attorney General. The Democrats have called on Whitaker to recuse himself from the, from the Russia probe. The out-of-control Russia probe, which we talked about over and over and over again on this show. Here are the facts. Matthew Whitaker, the acting Attorney General, seems like a great guy, seems like a tough guy. Legally, he does not have to recuse himself from anything. Legally, he does not have to recuse himself from the Russia probe. But one person who is going to be a thorn in President Trump's side regarding this issue is Senator Jeff Flake. Yes, the same Senator, Jeff Flake, who helped the Democrats destroy Brett Kavanaugh's character. And I went after Jeff Flake on the show just about a month or two ago because of the way he helped the Democrats slander Brett Kavanaugh. But get this. Senator Jeff Flake has promised to block all outstanding judicial nominees unless he gets legislation voted on that will protect Robert Mueller and the Russia investigation should President Trump choose to fire Robert Mueller. And here's the problem with this. I'm against this hostage holding strategy where one person blocks the entire process or an entire process from being completed unless they get their way. I think this is childlike behavior. Imagine if every lawmaker in Washington said, well, I'm not going to work. I'm just going to go sit on my hands over here because you won't work with me over here. If everyone did that, we would have dysfunction and chaos beyond what we already have in Washington. This tit-for-tat, elementary-like behavior. So Senator Jeff Flake is saying, I'm willing to hold up dozens of executive branch nominees and judicial branch nominees because I can't get my way over, over here. I can't get my way over here. And for once a member of the Republican leadership in Senate is taking on Jeff Flake. I want to play clip clip three here. This is John Barrasso, I believe, of Wyoming. Let's listen. With regard to uh, Senator Flake, we are going to fulfill our constitutional responsibility, confirming judges, confirming uh, members of the president's team. We're going to do that with or without Jeff Flake. This seems to be his go-to play right now, threatening judges. You know, he did it this past summer on tariffs and trade. Now he's doing it in terms of the issue of uh, the special counsel. There is no threat to the special counsel. We are going to get these judges confirmed. Well, thank you. It's about time that someone on Capitol Hill with an R beside their name, it's about time that a Republican senator takes on Jeff Flake, and his elementary-like behavior. John Barrasso there from Wyoming says, 
we're going to fulfill our constitutional responsibility, confirming judges, confirming members of the president's team. And we're going to do that with or without Jeff Flake. Thank you. That was so refreshing to hear. I wish they would be that tough on every other issue. But reading more into this, here's what the legislation would do. The legislation that Jeff Flake and the Democrats want to pass to protect Robert Mueller and his corrupt investigation. Here's what the bill would do. Reading directly from the Associated Press here, the bipartisan legislation introduced more than a year ago would give any special counsel a 10-day window to seek an expedited judicial review of a firing and put into law existing Justice Department regulations that a special counsel can only be fired for good cause. So this is what Jeff Flake and the Democrats want to do here. This is dangerous. This is dangerous. The last thing we need to do is put Robert Mueller and his corrupt investigation in the hands of the judiciary. Because we all know, example from the first of the show, that judges don't always get it right. And it shouldn't be up to a judge as to whether a special counsel keeps his job or not. The president, the executive branch, has the prerogative, like it or not, to hire and to fire a special counsel. It is under the purview of the Department of Justice. Now, some could argue that, well, it doesn't look good or it's not ethical for the president to shut down an investigation into himself, and we can have that argument. First off, I think this, as I've said multiple times, I I think this is a corrupt and crony-style investigation into Donald Trump, and I believe there's no there there. I believe there's no crime there. But you can't take the executive branch authority away from the executive branch and put it into the hands of the judicial branch. This is why we have separation of powers. But these judges seem to not get it. These judges seem to not understand what separation of power means. And here's the thing. I'm good with whatever legislation Jeff Flake wants to bring up. Have at it. Bring up whatever legislation you want. But stonewalling the entire judicial process based on an unrelated matter is reckless. It's reckless. Because here's the, the, here's the reality that our listeners need to know. There are hundreds, yes, hundreds of, of, court, of federal court vacancies across the country because the Senate is slowing down the confirmation process. And so the Senate needs to get to get to work and start getting these judges approved. And we need Jeff Flake to retire as soon as possible. You've been listening to Exposing Washington American Family Radio. We'll be back next week with more of Exposing Washington.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.